Well, good morning. Excuse me. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. This is Heather Dawson, and I welcome you to the prayer call. As I say welcome, welcome, I say welcome, Abba Father. Welcome, Lord Jesus, and welcome, Holy Spirit. You have given this day to us, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Quoting Cindy Trim out of her book, uh, Commanding Your Morning, she said, each new day with God brings the dawn of new and better possibilities. She says, today could turn out to be the best day of your life. And how it ends largely depends on how you begin it. So we, you and I, have risen before the breaking of the day to take charge. In other words, take control and to command the morning. As Cindy Trim says, whatever begins with God has to end right. Amen? So no matter what you face today, it can change because you took charge of this day. Our words have power. We hear it said, you have what you say. So watch your confession. All things came into existence by words spoken. God spoke and said, let there be light, and there was. Words are power. They are energy, and they affect the matter in your life. Jesus taught us that all matter responds to faith and words. Words carry great power. Job 22 and 28 says, You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. So, Father, we have come before you, gathered together in the name that is above Every name, Jesus, the Christ, the one who died and rose again to free us from the bonds of death. At each sunrise, you hear our voice as we prepare our sacrifices of prayer to you. May your presence consume us. May we humble ourselves and may Holy Spirit have his way. I pray this in Jesus' name. Well, I want to introduce and welcome our team for this morning. We have Sister Alicia Coulter. She's our controller. She runs the -the behind-the-scene operation of the call. And we have Sister Val Culliver, and she's going to be praying over the prayer requests uh, and praying um, and sharing any praise reports. So, Good morning, Val. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Mother Heather. I am well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Praise the Lord. Thank you. And then we have our devotion leader, Sister Audrey White. How are you this morning, Audrey? Good morning, Elder Heather. I am doing well. I'm glad to hear that you are too. Good morning to Sister Val and Sister 
Who's the, the controller? Alicia. Yes. Good, Alicia. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, <laughs> yes amen. That's okay. You know, it is a joy and a privilege always to be on this call together. And we're grateful to God for those that commit to serving. Um, it is a sacrifice. It gets you up early. It makes you prepare. But you know, it all has a divine purpose. And so we are grateful to God for each and every one that does participate. That's why we like to introduce everyone to you that are on the call so that you know who is um, participating, who is making this call possible. And so we do say thank you, Lord God. We thank you for each person. So at this time, because we've already prayed, I'm going to turn it over to Sister Audrey, and I pray the Lord use you to impart a right now word to us all. So let's listen. Uh, If you have your Bible, open it. If you have paper and pen, get ready to write. Okay, Audrey, it is all yours. Thank you, Elder Heather. Well, good morning once again to all of the saints and servants of the Most High God. I greet you this morning in the name of our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, and the precious Holy Spirit. We thank the Lord for this beautiful day that he has given us, a new day full of his new and tender mercies. So as we uh, come this morning with the devotion, we will continue to talk about fathers. I was so blessed by the message that uh, Minister Smalls delivered on Sunday, and a lot of what he said still resonates with me. So this morning, the topic that we'll be addressing is the things that we should give our father and the things that we should not give to our fathers. He mentioned um, in his message that fathers don't really need a, a new pair of socks or the underwear or the other things that we go out shopping for on Father's Day to show honor to them. There are some. There's a higher uh, badge of honor that they deserve or that we should be uh, willing to give unto them. So, as again, as we just celebrated Father's Day, I want to say happy belated Father's Day to all of the men who are on the call. Um, hopefully, uh, all of us were blessed to be able to show honor to our dads or to a significant male figure in our life that we have connection with and relationship with that has made a difference in our lives. Amen. So in preparation for this devotion, I did a little research, and I found that um, uh, just as a point of background, that Father's Day that we celebrate here in America is an American holiday. It was first approved by President Woodrow Wilson in 1916. That was an aha moment for me. Uh, Then President Coolidge, Calvin Coolidge, also supported the idea of a National Father's Day in 1924, and he did that in order to establish more intimate relations between fathers and their children and to impress upon fathers the full measure of their obligations. I found that interesting. Four decades later, President Lyndon Johnson signed a presidential proclamation declaring the third Sunday in June as Father's Day 
1966. And then in 1972, President Richard Nixon established a more permanent national observance of Father's Day to be held on the third Sunday of June. So I didn't realize that Father's Day started out as a political topic on the agenda because these influential men thought it necessary for men to recognize their um, responsibility to be fathers, to make a difference in the lives of, of children and younger people in their lives. Interesting to me. But we know that as children of God, that God had a plan long before any of this happened. Um, he designated his own law honoring our parents thousands of years before on the Mount Sinai. He gave us a commandment, honor thy father and thy mother as Jehovah thy God commanded thee, that thou days that thy days may be long and that it may go well with you. That's in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16. So, um, so God knew early on, of course, because he's all-knowing, and he commanded us to honor our parents. So I'll probably be using fathers and parents interchangeably because it's hard to, to honor your, your father and not honor your mother, and, they, and the two are one. So as we talk about honoring fathers, it will also apply to both of our parents. So to just recap, when we talk about honoring, the word honor in the Greek means to revere or to regard as worthy of great honor, to prize, to value highly, and to value or rate highly. Honor is giving respect not only for merit or something that's been earned, but also for the position. This honor does not depend on what your father or your parents did for you, or even if they were good parents. Rather, honor is due because of who they are. They were who God chose to bring you into this life. Because of that, God wants you to honor your father, to honor your parents, because in doing so, we honor God. Ephesians 6, 2, and 3 says, Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with promise, that it may go well with you and that it may that you may live long in the land. So it's the same as a second witness to uh, Deuteronomy 5 and 16. Honoring our parents, when we honor them, it's about honoring God because God told us to honor them. <laughs> and in honoring them, uh, we're, we're actually building a deeper and wider channel in our hearts for honoring God. We are honoring the sovereignty of God, and we're doing it we're honoring our parents because he said so. So what are some of the ways we can show honor to our father? As uh, Minister John said, you know, the, the socks and the ties and all the other gadgets that we give are nice. But fathers can be uh, honored more greatly by us showing our thankfulness and gratitude to them. We may say that it's their responsibility because they are, because they're our father, because they're our parents. But, most of them have sacrificed, even gone without, so that we would have. So we should show thankfulness and we should have a heart of gratitude toward them. Another thing we can do is communicate with them. And when we do so, we need to communicate in a tone that's respectful, 
they, they may irritate us sometimes, you know, as we're growing up. They may, like, get on our nerves and uh, have so many rules. You know, I want to hurry up and leave this house. You know, there's too many rules around here. But we need to be mindful of how we communicate with them. First of all, we need to just communicate with them, period. But when we do, we should have the right tone. We should uh, respect them enough to seek their advice, even as an adult. I would say, I wonder what my daddy would say about that. I need to call him up and, and, and just talk that thing over with him. So we should seek their advice and their wisdom. In Proverbs, it says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a grateful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. That's in Proverbs 1, 8, and 9. Another thing we can do is to be truthful for them. In Mark 7, 6, it says, He answered and said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written? This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So sometimes we can say all the right things for the wrong reasons. We try to get over on our, on our parents, on our, over on our dads, but we should honor them with our hearts as well as with our lips. Another thing we should do, which is critical, is always pray for them. They need our prayers as we need theirs. And so when we, uh, we lift up our petitions to God, we should also remember our, our fathers, our parents, and ask God to give them wisdom and to guide them and to help them. Another thing we can do to honor our parents is to forgive them. Parents don't have an instruction manual. Uh, we have the Bible, of course, but... We make mistakes and we don't do everything right. All of us would say, if, if, I could, if I could have a do-over, it would be a different way. So we need to forgive them and not hold grudges. And we forgive them just as we would anyone else that God says to forgive others. That's all of us. We all fall short. We all make mistakes. And so uh, uh, we need to just release that unto God and forgive. And uh, lastly, I will say we should speak well of them publicly and privately. We shouldn't put our, our parents down or speak of them in a, a negative light because they are our parents. They, they're not, our fathers may not be perfect. They may have ca- caused some, uh, some pain. But in Proverbs 30 and 7, it says, The eye that marks a father that scorns obedience to a mother will be pecked out by ravens of the valley will be eaten by the vultures. That sounds really harsh to me. But God it puts big, um, it, it's very important to God that we show honor to those that he has placed over us. In the uh, topic of honor, there's, also, there's a, um, the ingredient of respect and obedience. While honor is an internal attitude of respect, courtesy, and reverence, it should be accompanied by appropriate attention and even obedience. King Solomon, the wisest man, he urged children to respect their parents in Proverbs 1 and 8, telling us uh, to, to hear the instruction of our fathers. In Proverbs 13 and 1, it says, A wise son listens to the discipline of his father, but a mocker doesn't listen to correction. Regarding obedience, even Jesus was obedient to his earthly parents. He submitted himself to them. In Luke 2 and 
51, it says, Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. He obeyed them as a child, but his mother kept all these things in their heart. So Mary and Joseph were given uh, the responsibility of raising uh, Jesus uh, as a child. And he respected them as his parents, although he knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God. He respected and he uh, submitted himself to their instruction. And then, of course, we know that Jesus was obedient to his heavenly father all the way to death. In Matthew 26 and 39, he, it says, he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but as you will. So honor, honoring our parents is the greatest gift. That's one of the, th- the things that we should give our parents, give our father. The uh, fourth chapter of Proverbs gives a lot of instruction, uh, words of wisdom to the child from the father. Um, And I'll just excerpt some of it that says, my children, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment. For I'm giving you good guidance. Fathers are are commissioned to teach and to train and to nurture, to instruct, to steer the way of their children. Uh, Fathers are very important in the household. Fathers need to be uh, uh, involved. And when um, they give that instruction, uh, children are actually looking for that guidance and for that instruction. People are better. We are all better because there's a father in our lives, right? Um, In Proverbs 4 and 4, it says, My father taught me to take my words to heart, follow my commands, and you will live. Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Another passage says, Um, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully. There's a part in this this passage that says, listen to me because I've walked this way before. (laughs) I've been there, done that. You can't run a game on me. I know what's up, so listen to me so I can save you some of the the struggles, some of the pain, some, some of the hard lessons that I've learned. So listen to wisdom. So the greatest gift we can give our Father is to honor them by uh, respecting them, being obedient to what they say. Amen. Now, on the other side of that, what are some things that we should not bring to our Father? We shouldn't dishonor them. We shouldn't show them disrespect, just the opposite of what we said, and we shouldn't be disobedient. And when I think of that, I think of the um, the prodigal son who uh, got too big for his own britches, as the, as the older people would say, and decided, I know it all, I have it all, I'm out of here. Um, what I saw in that is that his father didn't, I, don't, I didn't read that the father tried to stop him. The father loved him enough to let him go and experience what he thought he was missing in life. He was disobedient, and then when he came to himself, He returned, and a loving father received him. So fathers should keep their their arms open, you know, to their their children and make room for them to always come back and receive 
the love, the things that they were um, taught for to come back under the covering of a father. Now, we know that um, in this life, things are not um, perfect. And so the title of a father can extend far beyond a, a biological father. You know, the father who brought you into this world may not be the most influential person, may not be that person that's present in your life. So God makes a, a, God gives us other fathers. He gives us other males that will help nurture us and, and shape us and make us the people that we are today. Those, peop, those fathers may be or father figures or, or, or maybe grandpas or uncles, brothers, teachers, coaches, mentors, pastors. It could be the man down the street, the man in the neighborhood that shows kindness and takes some time to see us, to acknowledge us, and to affirm our weight, our worth by speaking to our potential and helping us grow. We're all things working right for those men and in our lives. We become one like them ourselves. What they put in us, they will see come out of us. They will see the fruit of what they put into our lives, that as they have blessed us, they have equipped us to be a blessing to someone else. And in that, I believe, that is the greatest honor that a father can receive. Amen. So we thank God for fathers today. And, Father, we're just asking you that um, you just continue to bless our men to bless fathers, Lord. You said in the last days that you would turn the heart of the father to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers. We thank you for healing. We thank you for reconciling. We thank you, Lord God, for just moving in the lives of fathers, Lord, and helping us, helping men to be better fathers and father figures, Lord God. And, Father, where there have been breaches and um disrespect or anything that is against you, Father. We pray for forgiveness. We pray that respect would be restored, Lord God, as we lift them up, Father. We just thank you for your blessing, Father. So when fathers are in the right place, Lord God, the family is in order. And in that, you give glory. You are the greatest father, the great, great father. So we pray that fathers would follow your example, Lord God, always teaching, always loving and always present. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Audrey, thank you. You know, it started Sunday with uh, Minister John Smalls, and now you have um, taken that same thought, and you have brought forth more. And, you know, I was as I listened and was trying to uh, jot down and take notes, I was thinking about how important this is for our young people, for our youth to hear. This is a message that needs to be given to them. What our fathers don't want and what our fathers do want and how to forgive and how to walk with, in love toward them. That was just great this morning. Thank you for your time, for your effort, for sitting before the Lord and allowing him to use you this morning. That was wonderful. And I pray that if you have young people 
in your lives, whether it's your own children, whether it's children in the neighborhood that you have rapport with, or whether it is grandchildren, this needs to be told. This needs to be taught. Because the greatest gift, the way to honor, as Audrey put it, honoring our parents is the greatest gift that we could give them. So thank you, Audrey, this morning for that wonderful devotion. Thank you. At this time, I want to turn to uh, Sister Val and ask her to please come at this time and share the prayer request, allowing the Holy Spirit, (coughs) excuse me, to pray through you. And we agree with you concerning these requests. Val, if you'll come. Amen. God bless you, Sister Audrey. Father, thank you. You're great. You're wonderful. You're amazing. We thank you for your goodness towards us. We love, honor, and adore you. We magnify your name. There is no one like you. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. Our hope and our trust is in you. You are our way maker, our miracle worker, our promise keeper. You are everything to us. Thank you for Jesus and the authority we have in you. Thank you for Holy Spirit, our teacher. Thank you that we can come before your throne boldly in prayer in the name of Jesus. We have a prayer request from Pastor Ferengo asking to pray against persecution, demonic, satanic, dark things being done against him. Father God, we lift up Pastor Ferengo to you, Father God. Father, this man of God belongs to you, and we pray Psalms 91 over him. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I would say of the Lord, he is Pastor Durango's refuge and fortress. My God in him, Pastor Durango's trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, pe- and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lies waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it should not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is your refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall Give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon you, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because Pastor Durango has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Father, thank you for Pastor Durango. It belongs to you. Excuse me. We call him blessed and highly favored. Every need shall be met. He is whole and complete in you, nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. Father God, I thank you, Father God, that all, every request, God, that a man of God sent, that it is done, Father God, and you will get the glory out of his life. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Our second prayer request is from Sister Jerry Mix Brown. Please lift Ron Thomas, his daughter, 
Angie and grandson Sammy in prayer. They have contacted COVID. The kids are doing better, but he is having a very difficult time. Uh, he thought he was dying. His fever uh, has been consistently over 100. Please be in agreement with us for a complete healing to God be the glory. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for surrounding this family. We call Ron healed of the Lord, Father God. We thank you that by your sight, Ron and his family, they are healed. We command COVID to bow its knees. We take authority over it now. Father God, we thank you for the testimony that are come, Father God, from your servant, Ron. Father God, I thank you, Father God, that Ron has a relationship with you. And God, no good thing will you hold from him. I just thank you, Father God, right now, Father God, for, for order and wholeness and completeness, Father God. I thank you that Ron and his kids and his grandchildren, they are healed from the top of their head to the soul of their feet, God. God, Ron shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I just thank you, Father God, that he takes authority, Father God, over his body, God, and we take authority, Father God, over the things that in his mind, Father God. And, Father God, we speak to that fever, and we command it to bow its knees in the name of Jesus. We command for every cell, every organ, every tissue to line up according to your word, God. And we just thank you, Father God, for the blood of Jesus that's sweeping over here in his family right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that Ron and his family is the healed of the Lord. And we just thank you, Father God, for their lives. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit, Father God, that engulfs them now and speaks to them and comforts them now, Father God. And we just thank you for it now. We give you all praise and all glory and all the honor in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for praying. And, you know, Romans 8.31 says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Think about that. Oh, if God is for us, then nothing can be against us. And so for these requests that were prayed over, we speak that. If God is for you, then who can be against you? Hallelujah. So we know that praise reports will follow these prayer requests, praise God. And, you know, as we have just finished praying, we also want to lift up uh, and honor Bishop and Pastor Adrian um, and declare that same scripture uh, from Romans 8 over them, that it's who, no matter what they are faced with, if God is with them, then who can be against them? So we just ask God's covering over them this day in all that they do and wherever they go. Amen, amen. Well, let's go back to Audrey. Uh, I see our time has uh, come to a close, but Audrey, do you have any further thoughts for us this morning? I'll just say uh, thank God for fathers. The father, the role of a father is vitally important to God. Fathers emulate the character of our Heavenly Father. So I say God bless them and all of the men in whatever capacity you are, whether you are a biological father or not, you are a father to someone. 
So I honor our bishop, who is our spiritual father. I honor the men in our church, the clergy, all clergy or non-clergy. I, I just ask God to just continue to bless them, to strengthen them. And I pray that they would always be honored, always be respected, and always um, the words would be heeded, the words of wisdom would be heeded and followed in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, amen, amen. I agree with that, and I am sure that you uh, are getting amens from others that are on the call this morning. We are to honor the father figures, no matter who they are. We honor our men, and we lift them up before the Lord, and just ask God to show them great and mighty things. Hallelujah. So as we're bringing this call to a close, We offer our thanks and our gratitude to our Heavenly Father. (laughs) Our Heavenly Father for His presence. You know, throughout this day, may each one of us be mindful. Be mindful um, of your choice of words today and, and meditate on what you heard this morning about fathers and and parents, how we're to honor them and to always speak well of them. May we think, may we think before we speak, remembering that our words will either create or they will destroy. They'll put a mark, either a good mark, or it can be a mark that is hard to get away from to change. So help us. Help us this morning to realize the power of our words. And we ask that you, Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, and restrain us wherever we go to do today and whatever we do. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so as we open the line this morning, please pray in your heavenly language. Pray in the Spirit because we know that that is the perfect prayer. If you've not been filled yet, and I say yes with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, then please, please agree with those that are praying in the Spirit. Let us make a symphony of prayer as we close out the call this morning. Please open the line. 